This program is brought to you by the James Wilson Institute on Natural Rights in the American Founding. If you'd like to learn more about the James Wilson Institute, please visit jameswilsoninstitute.org. We hope you enjoy the program. Hello and welcome to the Anchoring Truths podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Snedeker. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Mike Sabo. Mike is the editor of Real Clear Politics's American Civics Portal. The portal brings together into one place the clearest and most accessible materials on American government. Uh, before that, Mike was at the Life Issues Institute, and um, he was also a Mount Vernon fellow with the website American Greatness. Uh, he worked at Bloomberg, uh, as well as the B. Kenneth Simon Center for Principles and Politics at the Heritage Foundation. He got his BA from Ashland University and took a master's from Hillsdale College. We're pleased to be talking to Mike. Mike's somebody that we've worked with a, a bit in the past few years as he's built out the American Civics Portal. Um, and we think this is part of our ongoing series of building on the right, um, an effort to um, kind of uh, give our listeners a behind the scenes look at the organizations um, and initiatives that are really um, shaping um, uh, a new path for um, right of center folks um, in Washington and beyond. So we hope you enjoy the program. Mike, we're so pleased to have you on the Anchoring Truths podcast. You know, part of the goal of our series, Building on the Right, um, listeners will remember we had Andrew Kloster and Matt Peterson on the podcast not too long ago um, as part of this series, uh, is trying to establish all of the different efforts among figures that are sort of working from within the system, but from a very different angle on how do we measure success um, in um, you know, approaching you know the problems of our current uh, politics and, and culture, um, but sort of you know not doing it using the same means that have been you know popular um, in the past few decades. So, what is it that you and your colleagues are trying to build with Real Clear Public Affairs, and in particular the uh, Civics Portal? Um, and then is this really an effort to build on the right, or is this maybe something that more, uh, just because those on the right are more sympathetic to the American founders, uh, it, this seems to be a project where you, know, you sort of start with the people that are at the very least sympathetic to what you're doing, and then you go from there. Yeah, no, thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Garrett, for, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, so to really answer your first question, I'll just talk a little bit about first what Real Clear Public Affairs is. Um, it's just uh, realclearpublicaffairs.com, all one word. And when you go there, it's really a series of single issue pages. So we have pages on elections, uh, trustworthy elections. That's one of the pages um, and uh, state solutions. Um, so really looking at specific policies going on in states right now um, with regards to you know, a whole host of issues. And American Civics, that is one of those single issue pages. So really what we do there is we really offer a place for teachers, uh, parents, e even students themselves to come to one place. Um, it has links to um, civics um, in the news, um, what's going on currently. So a lot of like the curation that you find at Real Clear Politics. It also has kind of longer essays. 
Um, and then issue pages themselves. So we're looking at specific topics, uh, equality, liberty, race and slavery. Um, we have even a page examining the 1619 project. Um, we have one on student resources. So it's really giving, you know, a full library of the best civic resources um, available again to parents, um, teachers, students, and especially in this time where, where civics, I think, is being talked about in a way that it really hasn't um, probably in decades. And so this is really a pivotal time um, just for civic education. It's a pivotal time just for our nation in general. And again, we really want to provide, you know, the real clear gloss uh, on these links, um, this content, this material, and, and give, again, Americans one place where they can go to learn about their country and to learn about, too, how they can go back to being a, a, a union of one, um, to being a people founded on um, specific um, principles, a people with a specific history um, and a tradition. And we, again, really wanna give them that place where, the, where they can go learn about the country and, and learn about themselves. Um, and also too, specifically, you know, it is to your question, is this something just on the right? You know, I would say we really want to appeal to um, Americans really left, right and center um, to say here, you know, you've read about the 1619 project, you've read about some of these kind of more popular, you know, histories that are kind of out there right now. Well, here's, um, here's the truth about America, um, that that's what we're offering. Um, again, it's a place where you can go to learn um, American history, people like David McCullough, who, who just recently passed, um, and, and a bunch of others who have really studied these things and, and studied them deeply. And we uh, saw really a place um, where there was an opportunity to do that. Um, and we, again, wanted to, to, to put that out there for not only real clear readers, but, but for, for, for all Americans who, again, um, they want to be patriotic citizens. They, they want to know about their country. They don't want to see their country as just something uh, bad, something nefarious, something that you know we should be ashamed of. And again, so that this is really our goal and what we're trying to do uh, here at the uh, Real Clears American Civics Portal. I'm, I'm glad you you discussed the content uh, in, in detail and and we'll, we'll get into into that a little more. but a, a word on form is, I think, necessary as well, because many of our listeners are familiar with uh, Real Clear Politics uh, and have been for years. Um, the website has been indispensable in aggregating polls, even before the rise of Nate Silver in 538. The Real Clear Politics polling average uh, has been sort of a mainstay of our, of our politics for the past 20 plus years. Um, and so a lot of eyeballs, especially you know during election season, are drawn to to the homepage, uh, Real Clear Politics. But it's from Real Clear Politics that that Real Clear Public Affairs and the Civics Portal um, you know has sprung. But sort of the hallmark of Real Clear Politics is if you get one story, you're going to get another story immediately underneath it that offers the opposing viewpoint. And so by being like scrupulously neutral, real clear politics has drawn eyeballs from left, right, and center. But real clear public affairs, I'm just quoting from your, your homepage, uh, is different. Real clear public affairs is developed in partnership with top brands and institutions that have an interest and a point of view on the subject at hand. Therefore, readers should not expect the pairing of rival ideas and approaches that characterizes our front page. What readers should expect and what our public conversation needs is a factual and fair accounting of an identifiable position. 
So how has this you know, affected your work as you know the editor of the Civics Portal, um, but then also sort of how you've conceived of um, your effort? Yeah, no, that that's good to bring that up because you know before I said, well, we're trying to appeal obviously to Americans, uh, you know, both of right, left, and center. At the same time, you're right. We're not doing quite the same thing that the Real Clear Politics front page does. Uh, we do offer point of views. Um, we think America is a good country. It, 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 it sure it has its its faults, its sins, those types of things, but that we can view those things as bad things in light of the good things, in light of the principles, in light of the history, in, in light of um, the things that really make uh, America, America. So um, for instance, with the 1619 project, with that page, um, we feature heavy critiques of the 1619 project. Um, we, we think that looking through that content, not only the essays that came out in August, 2019, but also then the um, subsequent book, that there's a lot in there to criticize and, and that um, that really stands in the way of reestablishing an American unum um, where sure there, there's a diversity even in that in, in uh, history and, and peoples and that sorts of thing, but that we have to have some common ground. There has to be um, something that we all share in common. And so we are going to be critical of content resources, et cetera, that don't do those things. Um, that's why, say, for instance, we feature um, curricula like the 1776 um, group. Uh, that's Bob Woodson's group, their mm -hmm. curricula. Um, they've got great resources. They're trying to feature and focus on uh, Black Americans who have done wonderful things and that people need to know more about them. But they've those Americans did those things, again, by living up to our principles, by living up to uh, virtue, by living up to... Uh, their citizenship um, and what that stands for, not by denigrating it, tearing it down, et cetera. Yeah. So in that, in that vein, um, the James Wilson Institute has certainly, um, you know, been one of the resources. I know you've, you know, uh, been, been a real uh, 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 force for making, you know, a wider known to a wider audience on um, the scholars and the arguments that 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 we regularly put out. Um, but of course, you know, we're not in uh, what we consider to be kind of the, uh, you know, the mainstream of, uh, you know, the conservative legal movement, we're always, you know, sort of <laughs> uh, the the little, uh, you know, Jiminy Cricket, as as people uh, might understand it, whispering in the ear of, you know, good lawyers that, uh, you know, their goal isn't just to win for their client, their goal is to offer the most coherent argument that, you know, advances, um, uh, you know, truth, as well as um, uh, the client's position. Um, so, you know, in that sense, we're, we're very much like a teaching organization. Um, now, do you understand, uh, you know, the, the part of the project as to be, you know, sort of ecumenical to, to put a lot of ideas out there? Or are you more sympathetic to projects uh, like ours that are, are really trying to tap into, you know, what was, you know, sort of the, you know, the truth of, um, you know, the, that the American founders were trying to articulate uh, at the heart of, um, you know, the, uh, the the experiment that they brought forth. So I think we're really looking for, you know, people, um, organizations like, like James Wilson Institute, that is, that's consistent with what we're doing. Um, you guys present obviously certain teachings on the, on the founders, on the constitution, uh, the place of natural law and constitutional interpretation. And we are very much open to that. 
I mean, you, you guys definitely take all those things very, very seriously. And we feature a lot of other organizations too. Uh, the Bill of Rights Institute, Ashbrook, mm-hmm. Jack Miller Center, who all, you know, there may be some disagreements here or there among specific things, but there's generally a broad view of, again, the Constitution is a great thing. Let's understand it. Let's study it. Let's not tear it up and, and, and throw it away. And so, again, I, I think the James Wilson Institute um, definitely fits under that broad umbrella of what we're trying to do. Now, you came out of Hillsdale as an undergraduate. Give us a sense for kind of how you eventually came to land uh, at um, uh, Real Clear. And well, what was it about kind of your background that prepared you for this uh, role? Yeah, so I actually went to Hillsdale for graduate school actually only. So I was there ah. for um, two years, uh, 2013 and 2015. Um, but actually, I went to um, undergraduate at uh, Ashland University um, in Ohio, about 45 minutes south of Cleveland. Sure. That's where Ashbrook is. So it was really an interview with their former executive director, Peter Schramm, who unfortunately has, has since passed away. Um that really opened my eyes to what is wisdom, what is politics, studying the big questions. Um, I remember it was spring, I think, of 2004. I really didn't even know what I was still going to do as an undergrad. I was thinking about economics, something else, maybe even music. Um, I had an interview with him, and he just blew me away, uh, just showed me how much I thought I knew was false how, and, and that I really didn't know much at all. And to really start thinking about what am I going to do? Um, how do I start thinking? How do I start becoming a good human being and a good citizen? And so that just absolutely drew me in. Um, that understanding was, was wholly new to me, taking books seriously, reading authors as they understood themselves. Um, you know, we read through Henry V. We read through uh, accounts in Second uh, Samuel, First Samuel uh, about King David, Machiavelli, and all those things were new. And really trying to take those um, teachings and those truths seriously. Um, so that's really what drew me in. So I was there in that program, 2009. I graduated, and then I actually worked in uh, Columbus, Ohio. First, I was in the state senate. It was a, a fellowship for a year, and then I got hired on as a uh, legislative aide in the state house. So I was there for about two and a half years. But even so, I, I just always remained interested in reading, um, reading about the Constitution, reading about these things, um, reading even Hadley Arcus. I read a lot of his works during those times. So m- my interest still was sparked. And I heard that Hillsdale was starting up a grad program. And I applied and got in there and really greatly enjoyed it. Um, it was really extension. Um, and, and very along similar lines of what um, I had at Ashland through Ashbrook. Um, a lot of those same professors uh, were taught by, um, you know, they all had the same professors out, out at Claremont. Um, so it was just a, a great experience and, uh, you know, definitely set me up for, for Real Clear and um, kind of being in the, in the Real Clear orbit in, in, in that network. No, that's, that, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um... I, you know, unfortunately, uh, I, I kind of came to the work of uh, the James Wilson Institute in a little more of a roundabout way, but um, I think I, I share your, um, your experience, Mike, in that the experience of, of sort of 
listening closely and reading and rereading had the Arcus's work and, and some of his, his good friends, um, Robert George, uh, in the years between my undergrad and then my years in which I was, you know, starting to work closely with Hadley, you know, it revealed that there really is a, it, it's, it's for lack of a better term, it's a, it's a lens, uh, what we call the natural law lens. And it just makes you see the landscape of, you know, politics, ethics, um, statesmanship, just completely differently. Um, and I think in so doing, um, you, you're a little more attuned to the way that you know, the American founders looked at, um, you know, all of the problems that they faced, uh, through a much different lens than how, you know, we, as, as, um, you know, uh, 21st century Americans, you know, approach these things. And so, you know, if anything, uh, it's just trying to restore an appreciation, not only for, you know, how the founders thought, but then also, you know, what was the logical you know, end result of, of, of this lens? And, you know, obviously we don't you know live in the exact same, you know, universe as the founders, but um, their moral universe, you know, is our, is still our moral universe. If you understand mm -hmm. that they were articulating truth and that these weren't just, you know, contingent considerations based on, you know, the vagaries and uh, uh, of, of 18th century life. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think, I think that was, you know, a major, a major influence uh, on me. Uh, but, you know, obviously we want to relate this to, you know, the work that you're doing with, um, you know, the civics portal. So what do you think is the most underappreciated topic that you have helped bring to the fore that's a great question. Uh, I feel like there's such kind of a dearth of a lot of things in civic education today, but I would say the biggest one, and actually Hadley Arcus wrote um, an essay for us in our 1776 series about this, is looking at the the moral half of the founding, um, looking at the virtues, looking at that moral foundation that is necessary as a prerequisite for citizenship, uh, for mm -hmm. the Constitution to even to, to work. Um, you can't have the Constitution work with, say, a band of robbers or a den of thieves. Like, it, it, it just doesn't work that way. You need a people capable of self-government who have the requisite virtues and mores and um, habits of life to be Republican citizens, uh, to participate, to rule and be ruled, um, and to you know, have, uh, have their consent. Um, to give their consent um, on a daily basis, um, sometimes if need be, um, but that that prerequisite of of Republican government, I think, is something specifically that needs to really, really be talked about today. It's not just a machine, the Constitution that mm -hmm. the founders just set in motion, um, and then oh, you know, it can kind of just continue to work. Um, no one needs to be at the helm. Um, that that's just not the what the founders set in place. It, it really again required citizens um, of specific virtues uh, to be able to uh, act and to be able to participate in politics and um, to keep to pass those things along to the blessings of liberty to each generation. That it, it, this is really about us. Um, and our, our heritage and again, passing that on to, to our posterity. You know, on the right, there has been a renewed interest in this very subject that you bring up. Um, and what is the role of 
all actors in our constitutional scheme in instilling virtue. And the big debate on the right, as we've seen in countless instances um, uh, with um, how states deal with um, you know, various, uh, as you know, we, we learned, uh, you know, health, safety and morals, um, you know, are, are traditionally uh, the role of the states to address, not the federal government. But mm -hmm. um, how states can cultivate a more um, virtuous citizenry um, if, as uh, St. Thomas Aquinas says, the purpose of law is not to lead people to virtue suddenly, but rather gradually. And the big debate on the right is, therefore, what are we to do when we have a citizenry that you know seems to be falling short regularly of you know the most uh, you know uh, the highest calling? So uh, the big debate on the right is you know do you legislate morality, and if you if you do, how do you do it? And so we come down you know on the side of yes, law and morality are inextricably bound together. Right. But how does one therefore? you know, do so in a prudent manner. So how do you kind of, you know, look at the the effort to, you know, teach Republican virtue, but on a, uh, on, on a, you know, towards an audience in which, you know, it, it still seems kind of foreign because, you know, in my view, you know, we're sort of, you know, all children of uh, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes. And when he wrote in the late 19th century, uh, uh, the modern project in the law is to strip all words of moral significance from it. And so, you know, how do, how do we kind of recover? How do we how do we recover? You know the um, the view that um, you know all law teaches, but then it's a matter of how do you teach it? Right. So really, what you're talking about is is prudence, um, the art of applying um, timeless truths and, and universal principles to specific times. And, and I would say our time is definitely um, one in which that that kind of moral core. It is still present. Um, you have people, you know, talking about, say, the 1619 Project, you know, white supremacy, all these things. So there's obviously still a morality that's there. I would say it's it's you know fairly different than what the founders had, but but there you still have a people kind of concerned about justice. But I would say, how do you turn them from their aims and what they're kind of aiming at right now towards, I would say, better understandings, um, a morality that's more consistent with Republican government. That's a very good question. I think, you know, part of that is civic education. Um, it's through elevating good curricula. Um, again, 1776 Unites, Robert Woodson and, and his group, um, they're doing great things. The Bill of Rights Institute, Ashbrook, um, Hillsdale College, 1776 curriculum. So I think it's by really taking those things seriously. Um, that's part of it. That, that's obviously what we're trying to do uh, at the civics portal is, is elevate those things. Um, and just to your general question, you know, is the law a moral teacher? I'd say, you know, contra Justice Holmes, it, it, it certainly is. And actually, that's not what we should be doing at all is stripping away morality. It's there. It's inextricably intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, that's just a fool's errand. It, it, you're, you're never going to get it gone. Um, what did Justice Holmes do? Well, he just put his own morality of this kind of supposed pseudo neutral morality on top of it. So, so it's all about mm -hmm. what morality are we going to teach? Um, and I would say one that is consistent with Republican government, one that's consistent with what the founders, well, again, 
it's going to express itself differently today. But to take um, those things seriously, to take truth seriously, to take uh, religion seriously, um, again, that we need a moral people and that that's the only people capable of uh, participating in Republican government. So I would say, you know, civic education is a big part, but it's not the only part. And two, another thing I'll add, it's not, we can't just do this merely through words. Um, we can, you know, a billion op-eds, that's not going to save us. We need to do this in our own community. Parents need to take um, sure that their children are being educated in the right way. They need to get involved in politics. They need to get involved in all these things so that little by little, um, you know, over the course of time, this is not going to the next election is is not going to save us, but that um, these things are going to be multiplied. Parents are going to get together, start forming networks and that kind of thing. And that eventually, um, you know, we, we've got a shot at really turning this thing around. And, and I think we still do. But I think that real action um, in our communities, um, that's really where it starts. And that's really where I think the focus needs to be on. Yeah, Um when we were speaking with with Matt Peterson, we were talking about how his uh, new um, business venture, new founding, really is trying to create those parallel institutions, those parallel methods of supporting uh, uh, you, know, you know modern lifestyle, um, banking, um, media, uh, uh, and and tech. Um, we were talking to. Um, Andrew Kloster, we were discussing how, you know, inevitably there's going to be, you know, uh, you know legal action that needs to be taken on behalf of, um, you know, parents and in, and in building, you know, uh, nonprofit organizations that, you know, uh, are substantively pushing um, uh, for, um, you know, some of these uh, measures that, that you discuss. But, you know, how do you see... Um, you know, the work that you're doing, you know, in, in league with, with these other efforts, uh, do you see them, do you see it as more of, you know, like an in information, um, uh, uh, collection, uh, do you see it as, uh, providing how-to guides, for example, maybe for teachers? And I know, um, you know, that that's you know, sort of at the core of the, um, Hillsdale 1776 curriculum. Um, but I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, you know, better, um, you know, better understand kind of, if this project flourishes, I guess, finish my sentence. If this project flourishes, you will see fill in the blank. Right. I would say if this project flourishes, I think you, you will see a reinvigoration of uh, American civic education. I mean, that's really what we want to see. You're right. It is that first, this is really guided, you know, I would say first and foremost, two teachers, um, that they have a good place to look for, uh, to build their curricula, to teach in their classrooms. Um, but then also it's, it's even, it's more than that. Um, we're also looking to parents that the parents know what's going on, what's exactly being taught. Um, you know, they, they'll ask their kid after school, okay, what'd you learn today? You know, how was it good? You know, they, they need to know more than that. Their kids just aren't going to share a lot of that with them. Um, so it's for parents. And then too, it's for, you know, parents who say are homeschooling, um, to provide mm -hmm. them with good curricula, um, to say, Hey, this is where you can go to, uh, learn, you know, the, 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 the best curricula, the best content, the best materials, uh, multimedia too. It's all in one place. And here you go. Um, and it's really, if there, uh, 
kid is maybe not just a great education environment, that maybe they need to go elsewhere, um, they, either homeschooling, classical schools, charter schools, et cetera, but that there are options, but that ultimately it's through, and that students obviously can learn too, because students we would encourage to use this it, um, portal as well, but that it's kind of that triumvirate, um, teachers, parents, students, that they can all um, learn civic education, that they can learn about these things, uh, virtues, uh, the constitution, the separation of powers, federalism, all those kind of key components. And that, again, there can really be a, a reinvigoration of civic education, um, but based, based on those things and not just casting them aside in the dustbin of history. Um, Mike, I, uh, I, I want to give you the last word, but I would be remiss if I didn't also um, point to just how important it is that there has been an explosion of opportunities for parents to actually engage with their local school boards of late. Um, I mean, I think for the first time we saw there was a, a, a PAC set up um, to help um, parents run for um run for school board in uh, areas where uh, they, you know, they, they really don't have too many resources um, to understand just what goes into running for school board. Um, so I guess I, what I, what I want to understand is like, how do you see this as part of maybe like a broader effort to just sort of <laughs> get parents to wake up and to, you know, take a, take a greater hand in, you know, what kind of civics are being taught their kids? Right. No, I, I think today, um, like I said before, I think this is the first time in in quite a while that I can remember that you know civic education is just really paramount. Um, people are talking about it in ways that I think they they haven't in, in quite a long time, maybe since um, in, in the Soviet Union um, and, and during the Cold War. Um, I think this is the the next kind of step in that, and I think it's it's a great thing that parents are concerned um, that they're voicing their concerns. Um, I mean, you saw a, a whole election in Virginia that was partially due to this, uh, the, um, Glenn Youngkin. So that's an, kind of an, an amazing step in terms of parents being concerned about civics. Um, they want to know that their kids are learning the truth, that they're learning real history, that they're not just learning kind of propaganda or what's ever popular. Um, and, and that, to me, is a, is a great signal that, you know, we shouldn't be blackpilling. The country is not lost. There's still hope. Mm -hmm. uh, again, pa parents are concerned all across, you know, the United States. Um, they're going to school board meetings. They're involved, and I think that that's a great sign uh, going forward. That again, re Republican government is is still alive. It needs some help, but it's still there. The seed is still there, and um, that our our future um, of this country um, is you know looks looks bright to me definitely in a way that. Um, you know, we should be hopeful. So, Mike, I, I do want to, it's like uh, the old Woody Allen line. I'm sorry I couldn't leave you with something positive. Will you accept two negatives instead? Uh, I, I do think we are facing uh, a, kind of a, a dire, um, you know, crisis of, of confidence in our, um, you know, American institutions. Um, and uh, those people um, who... I think rightly diagnose the the moment we're living through as sort of a, a cold civil war um, are, are 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 diagnosing it accurately. Of course, what you do about that is is, is a completely you know separate matter. Um, but I do want to you know at least give you a chance for making the case for optimism 
you talked about you know not getting blackpilled. I think you know so often folks on, on our side are sort of frozen into inaction because they look at the problem as being like so multifaceted and so daunting. But you know, give us I uh, you know with with your last uh, with your last word, give us like the case for optimism um, in the context of what you're doing. Hopefully, but even if not, just you know try to try to make the case um, you know for for those building on the right that this isn't just in vain. No, and, that, and that's a great question because you're right. I mean, things don't. I think of any you know party. I mean, poll after poll for a long time has shown Americans it doesn't even matter. You know, don't think the country's on the right track. So obviously that's there, that's present. Uh, confidence in institutions is falling. Again, but at the same time, you do have, you know, massive participation, participation in elections. You have parents, um, you know, again, uh, being at school board meetings, being involved in their children's education in a time, you know, homeschooling, just shooting through the roof, especially during COVID. Um, you have just acceleration uh, with people moving um, to different states just based on largely really politics. Um, it's not even family at the end of the day. So that, that, that seems to be a newer thing. I mean, you had a trickle kind of before that, but I would say definitely certainly in the last two, three years that that's certainly happening. Um, there's a um, kind of a, a re kind of shuffling um, with that. Um, and again, I think it, it more has to do with, because if you just, you know, turn on the news and it's, you're focused on Washington and that's all you know. Well, yeah, you're going to think there's no hope. But the, the thing is, though, is what about your own communities? What about your own town, your, your own um, you know, local government, your own schools, those things, those things that you actually can affect and actually have the great effect on? Um, I think focusing on that, and again, I, I, I've been seeing the turn towards that in civic education especially, but that, that want to um, participate in government to be self-governing uh, individual, to do those things. I, I still see that on, on a large basis. Um, so I think there's still hope. Again, that, that, like you said, don't want to downplay that the what we're facing um, just in this in Americans in general in this country against you know just crumbling institutions and those things. But again, I, I, I think that there is hope. And I think really the focus is on um, how do we reconnect in our local communities and our towns, cities, villages, um, to recover the American idea. Well, again, Mike Sabo, um, editor of the American Civics Portal at Real Clear Public Affairs. Um, this has been a treat. Um, we'll make sure that our listeners uh, have a link on Anchoring Truths to um, the portal itself. Um, Mike sends out weekly emails with roundups of just you know an incredible assortment of of the um, the great writing um, and podcasts and um, videos that are out there already, but also original content. Uh, that Mike um, help, helps produce um, at the portal as well. Um, thank you so much and, um, you know, look forward to, you know, continuing work together. Yeah, thanks, Garrett. I really appreciate it and look forward to working with you uh, as well. This program has been brought to you by the James Wilson Institute on Natural Rights and the American Founding. If you'd like to learn more about the James Wilson Institute, please visit jameswilsoninstitute.org. Thanks for listening.